Welcome to Tech Live. Stephanie Christopher here, CEO of the Executive Connection. We connect leaders with a trusted network of people who help them succeed. This is the most exciting time I've had in the last few months. I've got Stephanie back in this studio, but it's a brand new studio. Do you like? I love it. I love it. This studio is very cool, Leah, feeling pretty pretty special. And I do have my own personal microphone cover. I'm settled. We're back. It's really good to be here. Awesome. And today I'm here with another Stephanie, Stephanie Roos and Victoria Stewart, the co-founders and CEOs of a business called Beamable. Now, our Tech Live loyal listeners are going, no, I know those two from two years ago uh, when you were the CEOs and co-founders of Beam. So we're going to have a chat today about the story of what's been happening and why you added the extra letters in your rebrand. But both of you, Steph and Vic, welcome to Tech Live. Thanks for having us, Steph. Thanks so much, Steph. It's great to be here. It's it's great to have you. All right, Steph, I think you better tell us the story. <laughs> Beam, I, I, I probably could have done a better introduction, that I think you two were critical to the conversation about workplace flexibility in this country. I think you made a huge difference, a huge splash when uh, you first came to talk to me about what you were doing. And it was recognised in the awards you won and in the the community that you built. Thank you so much, Steph. That means a huge, mm. huge amount, especially coming from you. And yes, um, you're right that we're very, very passionate about this issue and about the need for organisations to provide different flexible work options in order for everyone to participate in work and not only just participate but to advance and be promoted and to be adding as much value as they can and right up through leadership levels. So, yeah, that is the challenge and the problem that we've been solving or trying to solve for the last five years. And five years, you said that before, Vic. That's mm. that's incredible, five years that you first came to say, all right, this is what we're doing now. So with that and with the BEAM model, why the switch to BEAMable? And we'll get to what BEAMable is. But what made you change? Yeah, well, I think when we first looked at the problem and we saw that people were just excluded from the workforce. Often they needed to choose either all in or all out when they were quite advanced in their careers. Which happened to both of you two. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that was a personal experience of ours and hence why we were so determined to find um, more options for more people and to think about, you know, what a different work model might look like. And the obvious place to start um, was to, for us, was to test whether there's a market for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So we set up the marketplace, which was um, mid to senior level, part-time roles within the sort of professional sphere um, and bringing together those jobs and talent. Yeah. Not just for women, although um, women are overrepresented in that flexible workspace, just for everyone. And what we saw was a resounding sort of demand for these roles and it was meaningful roles because I remember five years ago you both saying to me that your only choice was to go and do something that you were overqualified for and I won't even say the classic examples because I'm not demeaning any role Mm. but something that wasn't really using your experience and skill set just to get the flexibility and for you I remember with Beam it was all about how can we match these people with businesses that could really use the talent 
but in a way that's going to work. Yeah, absolutely, Steph. And so, you know, we were really saying to organisations, can you create roles or do you have roles that Mm. you need someone three, four days a week and you want to be able to tap into that incredible experience, that education, et cetera, that um, these people have? You know, I think that the challenge that we were seeing was that People were afforded the opportunity to work flexibly, uh, but that stagnated their career. A huge career handbrake yeah. uh, and no opportunity to progress within, um, you know, that, that their organisations. And as they looked outside as well, we, what we knew was that there were very few roles and that's why we created the employment marketplace. Yeah. And from a small business perspective, because I, I still have one Beamer with me, with us, it worked from a small business from a budget point of view because businesses of a certain size can't afford mm-hmm. the heavy hitters, but you could afford three days a week. You know, your salary would match three days a week of this expectation from a very senior role. Absolutely. I think what we found was that there are a lot of organisations that were, you know, leaning into that because, you know, they saw the opportunity, they saw an untapped talent pool but there were a huge number of organisations that were saying, we would like to, but we don't know how, mm. which was really, I guess, the precursor to how we've ended up here. So we started to do a lot more consulting work with organisations to really understand that problem behind the problem. Yeah, tell me, Steph, tell us more about that, the problem behind the problem. So what we found, we did a lot of research. So we spoke with more than 600 organisations thousands of talent um, to really understand why is this so hard? Because we saw a huge demand for Mm. these jobs, but not a huge supply of the jobs. Yep. Aside from awesome organisations like tech and other very leading progressive (laughs) organisations. And we, um, through this research, we really found that there were sort of seven big barriers to doing flex at scale and Mm -hmm. and making it a really high functioning organisation with flex. And if your glass are full, then they're levers, right? Or they're enablers of that flex. But what was really one of the hardest parts, one of the hardest barriers to overcome and sort of at the heart of it is this issue of of role design, um, which sounds a little bit uh, like lingo, you know, HR speak. But actually what we're talking about is just what does a full-time job look like Mm. and what does the part-time equivalent job of that look like? Mm. And how do we make sure that the business outcomes are met if there's less capacity in the week? Yes. So in yeah. and when you say role designed, is it individual role designed or design across the whole department or team or workplace? That's such an insightful question because you really can't do role design in isolation. No, but you can't. No. You need to look at, for instance, is it, let's just say there's a hiring manager. So we've done this with so many organisations and managers now, it's, let's say there's a, a manager of a team and they have someone, classic example, I will say the classic example, coming back from parental leave, yep. going to a part-time role. And they say, well, okay, well, either I'm going to say no because I can't get my work done mm. or I'm going to say yes, then the work's going to fall on me mm. or the rest of the team or on that person and they're going to end up doing full-time in. They'll get part-time. a full-time target, which is what always happens. Yeah, mm. they, They're still... Come in three days, get paid for three and they work five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we need to look at is let's give the manager those tools to say, here are my outcomes, here are the people I've got, the resources, the skills, you know, the the passions of the people that I've got in my team. 
how do I map out the team and their roles to be optimised? What is the you know best way to do this? And what's super interesting is not only does it give a way for um, managers to be able to um, uh, say yes to those flex requests, but also to be really creative with their resourcing and to be really ruthless when they think about their prioritisation and what work we can potentially stop or delay or bring in resources from another team or mm. share a resource or use that budget that's left over to you know create a more junior role that's working in a triage capacity so there's it just i think mapping it out is really in enlightening and mm. it gives it really gives that sense of empowerment to managers to say actually i could do this better mm. so and their talent yeah. pool increases yeah so Vic, you've now created then in Beamable, that, that's your business model around mm. this um, resourcing for hiring manage or managers in an organisation, is that right? Yeah, so first and foremost, it creates visibility into what work's being done. Um, and so at a team level, right, at a role and a uh, team level um, and, and also at an organisation level as well. So what's really interesting is that once you create that visibility, you're supporting, um, you know, the availability of flexible work and the co-creation mm. of flexible work. But more as well, it's supporting other bigger issues that we've heard emerging um, over the last, particularly the last 20 months with COVID mm. around um, burnout, hybrid working, um, those sorts of things. Because with visibility, you're able to start having really unbiased conversations and data-led conversations around what work can be done remotely? What work do we have to simply stop doing if we are not coming into the office? Or if someone is working 60, 70 hours a week, a week, at the moment, there's very few tools that provide that level of visibility mm. to, for managers to say, well, what are you spending your time on? You're telling me you're working 60, 70 hours a week. I, I I can't see it. Mm. I know that you're on late at night. I know you're send, sending early morning emails, those sorts of things. But if you can't, you know, really understand where that time's being spent, you can't really help people to reduce their hours. And, and so this that is part of the platform exactly. you've developed. And so what's the extent of the platform then? What what does it actually do, Vic? So essentially it, we're referring to it as a flexible work platform, but um, it creates flexibility at an individual team and organisation level, right? So we uh, take use organisation design principles mm -hmm. to take a bottom-up approach to designing work, um, so enabling co-creation at that role level um, and then across a team. And as we said, you know, the intention here is to create um, more adaptable and agile roles and organisations that mean that they're better set up for, you know, these moments in time where we have, uh, you know, maybe it's a macro event mm. or changes in, um, you know, your business where, for example, we, we talked earlier about not being able to receive product on time. Like what does yeah. that mean for our business? What do we yeah. have to reprioritise and, and you know, refocus on in order to ensure that we're, um, you know, hitting our strategic goals as well? Really good. Really good. Yeah, Steph. And to go back to the story as well, mm. right, how we got there mm. is we – we really heard that HR teams needed the capability to be able to you know, tackle yep. this role design. We heard that managers, to your point, mm. managers need to know what to do and how to do it. And so 
we started doing some great sort of engagements with the likes of Woolies and um, NRMA and, and others who are uh, very progressive and that was wonderful. But actually what we learned is that we need to provide and, and I think it ties to our vision, particularly Vic's vision, is that we, we need to provide a scalable solution. So this needs to be available to everyone, not just those huge organisations mm. who have you know, a lot of um, resources, resources, yeah, a lot count. of HR yeah. resources and, and so on. So when we thought about that, we just really wanted to provide a really practical tool for even individuals to say, here's my role now, here's how I prefer it to look what, or to propose a scenario, you know, mm. what about this? For managers to be able to use it, for CEOs to be able to use it, to map out what their leadership team's doing and and so on. So we really kind of went from providing consulting engagements yeah. to actually seeing. Well, the problem behind that is that the business doesn't have the tools to do it. So then developed the platform. It's good. So getting to that, and here's the question about the the pivot for your business. Because Beam was really important and it was important to the both of you. And, and I was lucky enough to be involved in early conversations about the business model and where you were heading and the vision and you have actually beams been sunsetted. Steph, how was that for you? Uh, um, it is a little bit like a breakup. Mm. Yeah, if, when we were making this decision, really the, the reason for the decision is because we felt we were spread too thin. We're yeah. trying to be too many things to yeah. too many people. So we're in the sort of talent acquisition or, mm. you know, job finding space with the platform, have this other platform here providing consulting, you know, mm. uh, to implement and as pro- program sort of mm. um, implementation. We really saw and we started to hear from our clients that the Beamable platform was providing a solution to the problems that other people were talking about, but there was nothing else like it. Mm. And one of those clients actually did a global search and couldn't find anything mm. that would provide the same types of solutions. So we just by virtue of having, I guess, that momentum and some working with some wonderful organisations like Google, McDonald's, you know, um, that, there's heaps, NetWealth, some other um, really progressive fintechs and um, fitness passports, some just wonderful organisations. And the work that we we're doing with them was just having a really huge impact, not only on people working flexibly but also on their teams mm. and providing that prioritization tool and role clarity and so on so we had to make that tough decision Mm. to sort of look at where where can we have most impact it's also um a platform that can scale globally as opposed to the marketplace so the next hard part was uh thinking about the talent and the the employers who are using the platform and I think what was it, Vic? Over the last five years, we've added thirty-five million. Thirty-five million in incremental salaries to the economy mm. by virtue of it's a it's a part-time role. Yeah, I could do part-time. I could add someone new. So we've measured that along the way, and we're really proud of that. And we're you know mm. advisors to the office women in the in government and so on. But um, through Beamable, we can support all the employees internally. Yes, as well. Yes. So. The, the part that wasn't hard was our internal team. So we're able to bring across the incredible people that work on the oh, marketplace into the Beamable That's team really, I mean, well. it's a true startup story, isn't it? it mm. 
So Vic, who helped you to make that really big decision? Because when I spoke to you about a month ago and it was just before the sunset, I was like, this is really, really big. Mm. And as I just said to you, Steph, I want to hear the story. So I thought, well, come and tell the whole world the story. But who helped you make that decision? Yeah, it's a good question. So, I mean, I think just to, to note, we were we we were really thinking about this um, move and this shift and we started building, uh, you know, about a year before uh, mm. COVID hit, right? Mm. And I think because COVID accelerated so many things, a big part of that was the desire for flexibility but also as Steph mentioned it just exacerbated all of these problems that had existed even previously as well and and presented some new ones mm. so when we say what um what you know who helped us make the decision it was actually actually clients who were saying this this is helping us solve issues mm. that are coming up at the moment and we have no other way to solve them right mm. so that was that was a big part of it uh and you know, obviously we we spoke to our investors, mm. um, and we and you know part of that is our uh, husbands are also part of the the mix yeah. as well, being in a small business and startup, and you know these and we also spoke to other people around. You know, where where are they seeing the trends? Where did, where are they seeing the market going, etc. With that in mind, um, you know, Steph and I kind of deep down knew that we were solving a, probably a deeper problem, which means that the opportunity for businesses to um, improve the experience for their employees is much greater if they have a, a platform like Beamable. So with that in mind, you know, we it was a little bit of a no-brainer, right? But, you know, I think the other part of it was, again, what Steph touched on was that everyone in the business was then brought together and really focused on one thing and where now our focus is on executing really well on one product for the business. And with that just comes so much more clarity for the team. It's really interesting. I'm thinking of a couple of other podcasts and I suggest anyone listening go back and and revisit. One, Mike Logan, because the whole thing about getting to the nut of what the real problem is because the presenting problem is never the problem. Mm. You go down a few more layers and usually through questioning. So Mike Logan's from, again, a couple of years ago. And then Ben Grozier I can really recommend, wonderful expert on startup and and his passion and his story. And I think these two are really good companion pieces. Mm. So, Steph, finally then, what's the vision for Beamable? Well, we want to help employees we want to help workforces we just want to help the people in organizations mm. to have options we want to help organizations to be able to give their people options and to feel more confident being able to respond to future of work trends to be able mm. to say yep yeah, we can pivot to this we mm. can be adaptable we can be agile and yes we can say yes to flexibility we can say yes to different mm. you know career pathways internal mobility um portfolio careers, all of these things, and for it not to be a burden on the organisation. With with that um, purpose, we want that to be available to everyone globally. So that's, that's, I guess, the mission that we're on is to be able to equip those organisations and to speak for all the employees as well, to be able to tell that story to organisations to make it compelling and actually better for business 
you know, than just being better for employees. It's really good. And so it's actually also looking at bringing flexibility into the way an organisation, you've said agile, but the way an organisation mm-hmm. operates. So from uh, the first time five years ago or even more now that we were talking about Beam and now hearing you talk about Beamable, you two are really living a purpose-driven organisation. And it's inspiring to hear the story, to hear what you've done with your business. And we wish you both and Beamable every success. Steph and Vic, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you. Discover more about tech at tech.com.au. 